What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Wait Hold Up. Wait, hold up. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And we are so happy to have you joining us today. For all you new listeners, welcome. Yes, we have. It's been really exciting. We've been growing this year. We have been able to, you know, we got to connect with a few of you all uh, a few weeks ago, which was really nice. Actually, not a few of y'all. It was like a lot of people that showed up to our Beyonce dance class. It was so amazing. That we co-hosted with Word Agency. Mm -hmm. And that was just the bomb amazing we love sharing the space it was so also just being able to allow other women to be super vulnerable you know Mm -hmm. i think that's also was really beautiful let their kind of guard down and express themselves and be in the space with other women very much like themselves yeah 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 we talk so much about about it right about the sisterhood of it but when it really happens and you see it to implement the sisterhood it's it's like a beautiful thing and for those of you who don't really know other than the, the dance class we had like a body appreciation workshop and in that we had a lot of people who were able to be vulnerable not necessarily just about like what they feel with their bodies but sort of like the negative things that we say about ourselves on a daily basis the ways that we feel inadequate throughout life and so you know what I think we all learn and are reminded of is that we're so much more similar than we are like dissimilar and we all struggle with so many of the same burdens even if you're like a new mom and we're not like that sense of like feeling like you're not enough that sense of feeling like you can't get your stuff together I think like that's something that you're overwhelmed that you're tired even I I was I was fascinated too with like you know I when we taught when we had our episode about uh, therapy and imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome it just that coming up so much I feel like it's been coming up around me so much and I've finally been able to grasp it and be like this is what it is and it's and it's real you know amongst all women from all walks of life totally Totally, totally. And I think that, you know, that actually really plays into today's episode um, because we have an entrepreneur on the show. A little badass. Who is so dope. She is amazing. (laughs) She's so funny. She's so smart. And I think that, you know, she is someone who found her purpose and is living in her purpose mm. and is not allowing the, right. the negativity, whether it's from the outside world or from your internal yeah. to like get in her way. Right. And I think that this story and her, her story yeah. is really one that so right. many of you guys will love. Yeah. I really admire that she's all about the community, you know, mm-hmm. and everything she does. Like we, we all say, you know, there's a lot of us that say or a lot of people that want to live up to that. Like we stand for the community and it's hard sometimes. Like yep. working in corporate America, doing a, a lot of things that don't go 
you know, really hand to hand with the values of community. And she really is about it. Like her business is in the community. She's all about helping the community with all the products that she yes. does. So yeah, without further ado, let's introduce her. Uh, Patty Delgado is a founder and designer of Hija de Tu Madre, a Latina-inspired fashion and accessories brand. She founded Hija de Tu Madre in 2016 with just 500 bucks and a mission to make fashion more inclusive of the modern Latin Latinx experience. Hija de Tu Madre strives to uplift the Latina community uh, via their inspirational products and the hashtag Make Jefa Moves moment. Mm. I love it. Delgado is also committed to spreading the gospel of uh, women of color, entrepreneurship, and bringing her community along with her. Patty, what's up? We are so happy to have you here, girl. Thank you so much for having me. And she's a fan. She uh, listens to the podcast <laughs> Well, she said a she lot. listens to the podcast. Yeah. She didn't say she's a fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. fan. I mean, I feel like she's a fan if she says she like binged on like a few episodes, right? So that's yep. fan-like. I'm a fan. I'll, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But anyway, we are definitely fans of you yes, and your work you. yes. and everything that you've accomplished. I would love to start a little bit from the beginning because I know that is a part of your story and part of the encouragement that you give to so many other people. But you started your company with $500. That's crazy. I did. Yeah, so back in 2016, I had this idea for Hija de Tu Madre and it was basically just... Um, I had just gone paid, so I had $500 to invest in what is now known as our Vitencita jacket, which is was our first product. So I had $500 to invest in basically 30 jackets, jacket supplies, and a Squarespace subscription. And I was sewing these jackets from my parents' living room, their couch specifically. And that's where I was running my little sweatshop in my parents' <laughs> living room. And that was it. But did you study, did you study like fashion? Did you go to school for like business? Like where did this love for this industry and for, and for doing these things come from? So I don't have a fashion or a business background. I majored in religious studies. So random. We could talk about that another time. <laughs> but um, I always had like a design background because I used to be really involved in journalism so like I was that nerd that was on their school newspaper designing mm -hmm. the newspaper hello you're talking to two right I know here. Yeah, you. Okay, <laughs> two and um when I graduated college I wasn't going to be a nun and I definitely was not going to be a professor <laughs> so I really um took advantage of my design background and so like one internship turned into a job and then a job turned into a freelance business so when I started Hija de Tu Madre I had a pretty well off uh, freelance design and web design business. So I was really able to kind of like move from like managing my clients to working on Hija de Tu Madre. I had a lot of flexibility. Right. So I think that's why um, I was able to focus so much on my side hustle, Hija de Tu Madre. But did you study web design or was it also too that you learned along you just the way? No, Google University is where I picked up a lot of these wow. skills. And I had like really great design um, mentors from my internships that I really admired but really a lot of my design actually like almost a hundred percent of it is really self-taught that's, that's so incredible dope. so that's dope. really incredible and same with sewing so sewing just because my abuelita you know like she would put me to sew and <laughs> it's not that complicated I think as far as the jackets are concerned, it's mostly hand. So I think like I have that, you know, mm. that hand-eye coordination. But really a lot of my skill set is really self-taught. And when you were at your parents' couch, I mean, what what were your parents telling you? Were, did they see something promising out of it? Did they encourage it? Yeah, so my parents are like super supportive. I think that 
I think they really saw something in mm. this hija de tu madre business. Did they like the name? I know, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Like, we, yes. yes, what, yes, what yes. Stock, <laughs> you are our daughter. We get in this. <laughs> no, my parents have always been super supportive and they still are really supportive. I think that my, my, I come from like a very like business savvy family. Like I think a lot of Latinos have hustling tias and uncles and that's definitely my family. So I think my parents have always been very encouraging of me being my own boss and me really pursuing entrepreneurship as opposed to kind of like the nine to five grind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I love is that you took skills that were innate to you. Um, and even just like the idea of, Oh, well I'm, I'm sewing because my abuelita told me how to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I didn't know how to do this. So I went on to Google. Oh, my parents, like we all have that like entrepreneurial background, but it's not in this like classic sense. Yeah. Right. None of it is like, oh, well, this is what I studied, or oh, my my father was a business professor, so clearly I picked up that, like, right. practice. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think why I've been able to be so successful, and I think why we also see this trend of, like, really successful, like, really self-started businesses is because there's no more gatekeepers. I think, like, you can go on the internet right now, put something up on Etsy, on Amazon, on Craigslist, on Squarespace, and just start a business, you know, as long as you have a phone and know how to work the internet, I feel like there's just, there's no one holding you back anymore, like maybe it was 10, 15 years ago. Like you need to go and pitch something to someone yeah, else right. in a company. And someone else, take- you have to rely on other people to give you your yeah, chance. Right, exactly. I think business, especially like e-commerce, is so democratized now, like anyone can sell anything online. How do you feel like you found your voice? So I think for me it was really easy because since the very beginning, I just knew that I wanted to create something that spoke to a young Latinx audience. Really, some I wanted to speak to myself. If I was something like you a, would wear something, absolutely. Would. Like mm-hmm. if I was my target consumer, like what am I interested in? Like what's my demographic? Who am I watching? What am I buying? And I think that's why it was so easy because, and that's why it still is really easy because I'm always looking at what the Latinx trend is. Like mm-hmm. what are what's this younger generation of Latinos interested in? And I think I really listen to that to make decisions about hija de tu madre. And that's interesting though because you you mentioned the Virgencita. Jacket, which is a huge just symbol in the community, whether whether you're religious or not, I feel like it. It's been, it's passed on generation through generation, and it's it, it's a, a connection, obviously, to your family. Sometimes even indirectly um, connected to when it's not connected to religion. You know, precisely not for people that are super religious, but it's still so ingrained in us. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would argue that like a lot of our customers who do buy our Virgencita jacket wouldn't necessarily identify themselves as like being very religious. Mm -hmm. But I think the timing is right where there's this growing community of Latinos who really just want to wear their culture, especially in this political climate. I think that we're looking to create our own spaces and our own forms of identity expression and I think that's why our Vitencita jacket was so successful because like our customers just get it and they want to wear that culture and they feel really proud wearing it. And something that was so special as well because it was a jacket and then it was like bedazzled with the Mm Vitencita which made it just like look (laughs) even like more dope. Yeah definitely it's quite a statement. I would say so. Now as you see more brands um, and, and like self-started brands 
embrace culture do you feel like there's a competition between you and other brands do you feel like it's like love across the board because i think that oftentimes within the latinx community we are really pitted together and i think foundationally mentally we have this idea of like there's only one room there's only room for For one of us at the table right Right. women we feel it uh, people of color we feel it do you feel that way in your brand and in building what you're doing I would say that like I'm so fortunate that I've been able to connect with so many Latina and Latinx business owners and I think that I've been able I'm at a place right now because I was able to get so much help from my community and like my peer entrepreneur so I definitely don't feel competitive when it comes to my community however I will say that like as a business it's really important to be competitive like I am competitive in the sense that like what I accomplished last year I want to do it bigger this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to know your competitive landscape. And like if Forever 21 comes out with something, I want to come out with it first. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. I think it's really important. But they're still going to take it. Just so you know. Yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like That's another conversation right here. Another yeah. podcast episode. But I do think that I'm, I'm so humbled by the fact that like so many of my friends who are also business owners have really connected me like oh homegirl was in Forbes hey like can I have that introduction please like I'm overwhelmed with like how generous my community's been what do you think has been the biggest surprise um of this entire journey for you I think definitely how supportive our customers have been Mm -hmm. I think that Ija Tomada just started out because like I had this idea for a jacket and I think now like people like the stories that I hear from our customers how like you know these jackets like how they share these products with their kids or with Mm -hmm. their mom and how it like really brings them together and how they're able to have a conversation about culture Mm -hmm. just because I have you know a phone case that says nothing with us gonna be cuckoo like do you know what I mean like it's (laughs) just like to me like what's the littlest thing is like means something so special and so intimate for my audience and I think that's been the most special part and patty you know that's the cool thing jessica too that i see with everything that she does is that i mean it started with with la virgencita right but how do you come up i mean how do how do these things come to you how do these ideas do you like have a sketchbook do you just <laughs> listen to a song no te metas con mi cuco and it's like because i want to be that creative i know you i know, know. <laughs> I think it's two parts. I think one, it's like, it's just like my ridiculous ideas and I turn it into something. And two, I think I'm at a place now where I like, I really, really have to listen to the customer feedback and really listen to the digital trend. So like, how can we follow the trend? How can we listen to our customers and still make it hija de tu madre? Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I'm always listening to because I think we're at a place where it's not just about me anymore. It's really about my customers and Mm -hmm. are they still feeling represented and do these products still resonate with them? Speaking of in terms of representation, like who is your customer? Because I think, you know, there are still terms or especially when I moved to L.A. um, and you have this larger Mexican Central American community, you know, like I didn't grow up and no one around me was saying like, echale ganas, right? So is would you say that your customer is like predominantly like Mexican, Central American? Are you now at a space where you're trying to expand for like the greater like Latinx experience? I mean, I know you had like the Puerto Rican flag and I have to shout that out. But you know, <laughs> like what has that experience been like in terms of like receiving that cultural feedback as well? Yeah, so I think like by default, you know, like I'm Mexican-American. So like by default, like, echale ganas, like, all these little 
phrases like just feel so natural to me and I would say that like a, a majority of our audience is Mexican but I think that with the more prod ducks that we come out with like our bandera jackets we've had yeah, because like I, not, sorry because yeah. not if i remember correctly you told me once that you, that from the bandera jackets like peru or yeah other countries were the ones that she sold the most so that was that was a very interesting fact yeah so we have this collection called our bandera jacket and or bandera jackets and when it was the world cup like we sold out of our like colombia we sold out of peru we sold a lot out of like what would be considered kind of like the smaller latin american countries but i think we try our best to be inclusive and i understand like our community is so diverse so it's hard to like paint one picture of what latina or latinx looks like but i think we're always trying our best to be more inclusive whether that be like of different genders or like the afro latinx experience and i think like we definitely try to be as inclusive as possible when it came to growing, so at what point were you able to say, okay, I'm doing Hija de tu Madre exclusively? Yeah, so I started Hija de tu Madre in November 2016. And so by April 2017th, I said bye to all my clients. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, that's And fast. focused really full time on this. I think I just realized that if I just spent more time on the marketing of my business, that I would be able to make more money on Hija de tu Madre than I would with my freelance clients. And and let's talk about the marketing a little bit because where there's a certain sp- place, I'm assuming, that you market your, your brand and your products. And that's yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so we treat Instagram like our biggest sales channel. Like I think 90% of our website leads come from Instagram and then 70. 90? Yeah, and then that's 70% crazy, right? of our sales come from Instagram. So we definitely like focus on that like very aggressively but I think also too like it's important to really focus in on the other channels like for example like the way we engage with people on Facebook isn't the same way that we talk to our customers on Instagram like on Facebook Mm. it's more señoras there's more like uh, (laughs) tias from Mexico and like our Central American customers so I think it's really important to like cover all your bases but really be strategic about what you're creating on those platforms and what do you currently is it just like a one woman band do you have uh employees or is there a team yeah so we're a small team of three it's me and I wear a million hats and then we have a social media manager and then we have uh Lupe who helps us with our jacket production so right now it's just a team of three mujeres that's amazing. That's awesome. How did you? So awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. How yeah, did yeah. you um like find your crew? Because I think that that's also a challenge with entrepreneurs is that you have this idea, you're very protective of it. This is your baby, and now I'm allowing somebody to come in and invade my space essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think for me, like letting go was a real big challenge, and I think it still is a challenge. Like I'm a Virgo, so like letting anyone in my space is like. <laughs> not happening work (laughs) but I think I've learned to like let go and really understand that like even though like the team is like slowly growing that doesn't mean that like my job gets any easier it just means that now I can focus on other things and I think like other things start coming up I'm I'm assuming absolutely and I think trusting in other people and trusting that 
they're going to be able to execute my vision or even better than what I had expected mm. is like something that I'm always working on. It's just like really trusting. Mm. And that's awesome. That's so hard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's I'm, like, I'm over here like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking at you like I could like, I could, cause I can almost see the struggle on the face because, but, it, and I also like feel that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I want to be able to say, I'm going to let something go. Mm. I also know it's like, but it's not going to happen. What is mm-hmm. Can I just look up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Patty, you were recently featured um, in the LA Times. How did that feel? <gasps> that was amazing. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> I, I'm always like so humbled. Like I'm still humbled by like all the awesome press that I've gotten. And I think that what was really cool about that article is that it connected me to like a different audience, you know, like a more mature audience, mm-hmm. like a fancy audience. People who read print or I know. pay for the New York Times, I mean for the LA Times. <laughs> Very fancy. Mm-hmm. And I think what was so cool about that too is that we got even more press opportunities because of that article. So oh, it's kind of, of been of course. this like really awesome snowballing effect. effect. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious if you as a Latina entrepreneur, have you now been invited into spaces that are pretty white and what's that experience for you so I think right now I'm in a place where like I'm trying to align myself more in tech or like fashion tech and that's been really challenging because my business is called it's rough but I think that I'm in a position where I need to start as much as like my community has been so important and so valuable for me it's like really important for me to kind of like experience other opportunities outside of my community so like going to the tech events going to the investor and like events and is rough I think that I think multicultural is still kind of treated like a niche and kind of like other and not general market so I think it's really been my job to kind of like teach these white folks that we're not multicultural we're not just multicultural we yeah. are the general we market. are the general are, market sure. uh moving on to a, another you know we were talking obviously about you know this your crew and like how hard it is sometimes to find like your group of girls or even like press just like how hard it was for us to find mm-hmm. each other uh, <laughs> um but you Cue romantic right? music, music. Um, talk to us a little bit about Las Jefas uh, crew because I know, yeah, you know, there's a lot going on on social media and I'm sure there's also a lot of other women and entrepreneurs that would love to learn about it. Yeah, so Las Jefas crew is basically kind of like this, um, I guess you would call it kind of like this event collective of like me, my dear friend Julissa Prado of Rizos Curls and then Brittany Chavez of Shop Latinx and the three of us are really good friends and we kind of just decided to team forces so that we can kind of better serve our community. I think there's a really big demand for spaces that center Latinas and entrepreneurship. And so I think we've kind of like taken the responsibility to create those spaces, those panels, those workshops, and we're just doing it. I mean, it started as a group chat and (laughs) now it's evolved into like, these girls who are just so down for us, who come to our Instagram workshops, who come to our panels. So it's been really great to kind of service our community. That's so cool. What type of response have these women, like, I mean, was there anything that surprised you in terms of the hurdles that you recognized that they were going through? Or was it all stuff that you're like, I've been there, girl, I got you, don't worry, the skies, the clouds will clear and you can, you can, you too can have a successful business. 
Yeah, I think I've seen, I've gotten to like share stories or listen to stories from a lot of different women. You know, like I don't know what it's like to be a mom. I don't know what it's like to have a kids, have kids and like balance a side hustle. So I think it's been really awesome to also learn from women who have way more responsibilities than me. And I think like just listening to these stories, I think makes us realize how we can better service our community. And I think that the only thing we're lacking, I think, is just an opportunity to share the resources. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do is just like share the wealth of knowledge. What is what is your what is the goal of Hija de tu Madre for the year? <sighs> okay, so we have a lot of goals. I'm gonna say them here so that it, I like you the manifest universe them, manifest manifest them, takes them, girl. <laughs> oh you didn't yes. know this microphone is actually connected yeah, yeah. like straight to the universe. Congratulations. <laughs> <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> One of our big goals, I think, is to definitely be picked up by a big box retailer. I would love to see Hedumada in like an Urban Outfitters or a Target um, and definitely expand more of our product categories. I think that's something that we've really started doing is kind of like becoming more of a lifestyle brand and how can we cover all of our space, all of our bases in like office supplies and jewelry and outerwear, women's apparel, just all over the spectrum. And so what does, mm. what steps does that look like for you? Like how, how do those doors even get open? Because like you said, yeah, everything is, and all these- everyone thinks of us as such a niche market, right? And so yeah. for them, it's like, well, if, if, if a Latina wants to buy a pen, she could just buy this pen, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, or, maybe, or maybe we'll just put an, a different name to what she has already to the pen. Or that maybe my want. idea is in Latina specific. Maybe I'm just making something that's dope that other people are going to want yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the challenge right now I'm having is like open like opening up the doors for myself you know like I don't have parents who are like super well connected in finance and retail and I think for me it's like okay like I want to be in these spaces so let me go find the people who are in those spaces and ask for shameless favors I think that's where I'm at right now is like stalking people on LinkedIn like finding emails and I think just like asking for favors I think that's something that I've learned recently is like girl like stop feeling bad for asking for stuff asking for help right? someone's yeah, gonna yeah. help you someone yeah. wants to help you so put it out there so that can happen so in that vein I'm curious like can you give some advice as to what it looks like to ask for help for anyone out there who's like I don't want to like what does that look like Like, because I'm for me number one would become correct whoa like are you my soulmate because I say that all the time like (laughs) you gotta come correct yes yes we just it just happened I felt a twinkle okay yeah yo I feel that so hard because I feel like and I'm sure it happens to you guys all the time where you get an email so-and-so just makes their demands they don't acknowledge you. They don't say how they can return the favor. They don't really like reciprocate. And I think that's the problem is like when you ask for help, that's great that you're asking for help, but like how can you help the other person and how can you make it worthwhile and how can this be mutually beneficial? And I think that's something that I've like, I'm a strong believer in is like, okay, like can you write this article on me or like can you introduce me to this one person? But here's a list of things that I can also do for you and I'd be happy to do for you mm-hmm. so that you feel like, this is a two-way street. Right. Mm-hmm. This is worth your time. So I think definitely, like, taking the time to, like, introduce yourself, like, be polite, <laughs> get the what? person's name get right. Your grammar <laughs> get on point, point, spell check. <laughs> and be generous. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not enough for you to just ask, but you also have to return the favor. And I think that's 
the number one thing. And was that always easy for you or did it come around through Hija de Tu Madre? I mean, or? I think I'm a schmoozer, to be honest with you. And I feel like coming from a freelance background and coming from like a place of like always pleasing clients and closing client or like closing deals. I feel like you got to learn how to schmooze mm. and you have to learn how to like really be able to connect with people to get what you want. I feel like that sounds like so Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I'm <laughs> bringing myself out, but I think it's really about like how well can you make that introduction for yourself and get those people engaged and like interested in helping you. are going to take a quick break so that we can read one of the reviews that one of you amazing listeners has been so kind to leave us for those of you who don't know you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts. it really really helps us um, be found by other people who are looking for awesome podcasts to listen yeah to. so here's one from ninja killer 10 i love that name ninja killer 10 <laughs> get it, get yes it. So um, she says, I've grown so much as an individual listening to their podcast. Making reference to culture, media, and politics made me realize it's okay to stand out and be who you want to be. Yes! yes! That's amazing. <laughs> that's Love actually it. like exactly what we want our right. mission to be. That's like, like, that's like we're going to use you. that as our bio from now I know, on. For like, real. Jacket. Thank real you. <laughs> but we hope that you, like that's exactly it. Like we hope that like, you all just want to be you. Um, yeah. And I think that this episode is a really great, great indicator of like great being reminder. you. Tapping into what makes you unique, what makes you special and just letting it shine. Embracing it. What has been the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? Oh my God. I think wanting to do everything and I'm also realizing like I can't do everything. I think that there's so many things I want to accomplish and there's so many things on my to-do list. But the reality is that I can only do like a small fraction of those things every day. And I think that it's not about setting a million goals for yourself. I think it's about setting a few goals and then sleeping at night you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like yeah. I I feel like I've really exhausted myself I think I've like I know what it's like to just feel so depleted every day mm-hmm. and I don't know if I want to feel that way all the time yeah. so I think like being easy on myself learning how to let go and just like taking things one thing at a time it's, and delegating whenever it comes to absolutely all these things it, that's crazy that you say that because when you walked in we were like how's it going and you're just like i we were all like we, i don't know where we're at at least i was feeling like that yeah what's going on I'm i exhausted. don't know where i'm at because we're in my home yeah like, where are we at um do you think that sometimes uh in this community where we're always on the hustle and always uh on the grind like I mean, we talk about self-care so much on the podcast because it's obviously a very important subject. Um, like putting yourself first with everything. Um, what do you do? How do you self-care? What do you, what do you, what in, in your um, area, obviously, and in your business? Okay, this is a tip for my listeners. The biggest <laughs> self-care tip, or this is how I practice self-care. I say no. <laughs> I say no to a lot of things and I and I think too like as Latinas like we want to help everybody and we want to do yes. everything you know like we want to do everything liked. yeah mm-hmm. and I think something that I've learned and like oh my god it's helping me sleep better at night is just being like 
I'm so sorry. Like, I can't help you with that right now. Like, I wish you the best. Let me connect you with this friend or like, let me connect you with this resource. But like, I can't commit to this. And I think that's like also been like, like such a relief is like Mm -hmm. realizing that like, I don't have to commit to everything and I don't have to be a part of like every event, every, every project. And that's how I've been taking care of myself is I think like limiting like how involved I am in everyone else's stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, because you have like, it's interesting. One of my close girlfriends, she is basically like recently on social media, been more like, okay, guys. So I'm realizing like time is literally like so finite. Like I'm now at that point where it's like I am being stretched. And if I want to have any bit of like personal time, I need to start to like shut it down. Yeah. And learn when to say no. I want to be a resource to you. But then again, that also comes back to coming correct, right? Like, if you're going to hit me up, you've got this amount of time. You've got this window. Take it. I literally had someone, actually, I've I've had people like, hey, can I pitch you something? No, you lost your chance. You should have pitched me right then. Yeah, right. Like, what are you doing? And then that becomes like, you don't want to be a bitch because I do think like, all of us have put in so much work to get to where we are, have literally spent years, or I know at least I have, feeling very, very lost. And so you want to feel like I'm a resource to people. I'm yeah. going to be there for you. I'm going to help you in any possible way. But, but then time it's is like, precious. time yeah. is so precious. Yeah. And I don't want to be an asshole, but at least know your questions. At least know what you need. Yeah. But, and that's a powerful one, Patty, because I feel like, you know, obviously we talk a lot about self-care and self-love and like doing these things for yourself and disconnecting and, you know, um, therapy and all these things. But I mean, just even that, like if I would take that, just what you said and say no to half the things I did today, I would probably, you know, get some extra hours of sleep that I really need right now. Um, so that's, that's a a good one. That's a good one. And, you know, for all of you listening that uh, we always talk about and we always bring up the subject that's, you know, homework for all of us to Mm -hmm. think about what can we say no to? Like, do we really have to take in everything and do we really have to make it to every function and every event and every birthday party and every celebration? Like, no, sometimes we do need to stay back and just do us like have a happy meal and relax. Yeah. That's what I did this Saturday. And I think too, like. I don't know about y'all, but, like, I think I come from a family of, like, mujeres that are so overworked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I see, And it, I feel like at some point, I, I felt that energy lately. Every time I go with my tias and I'm like, whoa, I'm not doing enough. Like, mm-hmm. if these ladies are going, I need to keep going, too. Yo, it's so true. And I feel like we've romanticized this idea of, like, overworked women. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, true. my grandma, she did so much for my family. And, like... Pobre de mi abuela. Yeah, she, she, was know what I mean. she was always the she last didn't have to, to do eat. all that. Like it is. It's like she was like, and it's like, oh well, like they were just so selfless. selfless. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like okay, but they were hungry yeah. Yeah. and tired. Like <laughs> feed them yeah. first. I know. Like I would be tired. I'm cooking all this arroz con gandules, and I'm gonna be the last to eat. You <laughs> best believe that it's not gonna happen. happen. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Yo, that so is true. so real. That is, and so you know we. I think like what I what's so what I love about these conversations and I think one of the reasons why we also like want the podcast is because we get to have these very culturally specific and you know obviously we talked about being there's a very different east coast culture to west coast culture in within the latinx community and like that expands throughout the globe but there are these these elements that are universal yeah and i love when we get the time to also Mm -hmm. focus on the universality of our experience and like celebrate that and bonds and like 
Right. Because oh. at the end of the day, there's more, be- you know, there's more beautiful things that connect us and like real thing that connects us than like all these other like kind of superficial things that have been, you know, that we also celebrate, but that are different in, in you know, in yeah. East Coast, West Coast, whatever it is. Um, there's like beauty in it too, you know, like mm. these struggles and this love and like faith and all just like all these beautiful things that we see with a lot of the things that for example that you do patty and like your products i mean just her bruja earrings right now i, I just wanna, know like, you know Where rock them because i'm a bruja <laughs> so for sure what's, wear them. what's your favorite product of yours i think that so far my favorite product was our 2019 planner i designed um it's our echeleganas 2019 planner and Man, that was work. A lot of tears, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood went into creating that planner that I designed. And I think that well, the best part was, one, that it sold out in 45 minutes. And two, <sighs> that so many Latinas like came through for a planner for them, by them. And I think that it was just like a really special thing to share with my customers because like it was a tool that they're going to use for their careers for their passions and so it was really beautiful to see that and I remember because I was I follow you on social media and I remember you were sharing a lot of the planning process and I think that's also another thing is that like not only do you have your awesome like hija de tu madre social but like you're really funny and you share so much about like your experience like building the brand (laughs) and a very long trip to Thailand and (laughs) you know but it's just like it's fun because you get to see the person behind the brand and the very very real experience and it makes you want to be like this this girl's dope you know and like and and I can only imagine that there's so many people were like I want to support someone Mm -hmm. who is as cool and personal and relatable and all of that so you know thank you so much I think that's also why that planner was so popular is because the customers really dictated the direction of it down to like the fonts and to colors Mm. and I think that's something that I'm learning too is like how can I keep letting my customers into my life so that they can really make hija de tu madre what they want it to be Mm. that's where I'm at but do you ever feel like, okay, I can't keep letting you guys in this much? Like, uh, what are your boundaries? Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have I'm any? I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. When my boyfriend says, like, stop posting, that's that's my, that's my when I know, like, okay, I should probably stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like, ooh, there's, like, those lines get so blurred all the time, but, but right? But do you feel like you have to constantly be sharing and posting? Or Honestly, it's so weird, but, like, a part of me does feel that way. Mm. Like, I fall in a part of this like problem where I think that when you stop posting like you have that like am I still relevant do people still care about me I haven't it's posted in an hour I mean and yeah really, like that goes maybe not my, maybe that, that not, not that not deep hour. but I do think that like there's like this ugh this like systemic problem where like the apps are designed so that you're like constantly on them right and then like Mm -hmm. you get forget you get forgotten about right because like this algorithm and like all these changes and I think like oh there's definitely a dark side I don't have an answer though yeah that's a good topic that's a good topic another podcast I know so wait we've got about four coming up just from this one (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm with it I mean I'm not great with social media but that in part because I try to actively be like, I'm going to be here in this moment. You know what I've been doing? I put my phone on on airplane mode for like a few hours or like, I mean, sometimes not a few hours, but like an hour or two. And it just, 
I leave it and it just feels like okay I don't have to be on Ooh, that's hard I don't have to be con- I don't have to yeah. know what's going on right all yeah. the time because I have that problem I have the problem of feeling like I, I have to know what's going on like literally major FOMO yeah like I well you also cover news yeah so, like, so it's that feeling of like so oh constant. what do you mean what's ha- what's going on here what happened there so that idea of being on and having this thing so close to me all the time because they can call me from work something can break I need to cover an event um and but just having that for like forcing my phone to be like on airplane mode and nothing come in helps me so much to deal with that problem that I also and you get have. more things done oh for when sure you disconnect yeah. right Ugh. Yeah. but do you have office hours or are you like a, I'm gonna respond to an email midnight before I go to bed or something <laughs> oh yeah it's embarrassing like I'm pretty sure I'd be sending most of my emails between the hours of like 12 a.m to like 2 a.m but that's when I have the time you know yeah. uh, it's a problem let's check in in a couple months we'll check in with at. you we'll check in with <laughs> I know I, I must say though you have to share with us yeah. your skin care secrets Yo, because glowing. your skin is like for real I just want to like touch your face right now it's like that's so it's nice. like butter yeah and I don't think you're even wearing makeup. I am. Actually, <laughs> no, you're not. A little breakout, so I really appreciate you saying that. Um, my skincare secrets, I don't know, Clinique, like a little viejita that I am. Like, I am I ride so hard for Clinique. And what else? I think I have really dry skin, so if y'all have recommendations, like, I'm open to them. I, your skin doesn't look... No, what are you... Yeah. Just like a basic cleanser from Target and then, like, hella Clinique... everything like moisturizer eye cream but i have to use like the super hydration stuff for like menopausal women because like that's how dry my skin is yo i might need the hookup because (laughs) honestly since i moved to la my skin has gotten so dry dry. the water here is mad harsh yeah Yeah. they say new yorkers are harsh i'm like the water here is (laughs) suffocating me i can't my hair is dry I, i was in mexico i took a shower it was like Ooh, I was like freaking yeah. voluminous Pantene Pro V commercial <laughs> over here. I come over here, it's like brittle, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, my, my woes. <laughs> I'm going to throw Clinique I in my head. I know. Clinique, what's up, Clinique? Yo, y'all come need that through, brand deal. Come through, Clinique. <laughs> right? Make it happen. Um, so what is, what, I know like we ask you about what is next, but like, is there any project or collaboration or something like that that like you're super excited about? is on the way that you can tell us right here super specific not that i can share yet but i think that i'd love for everyone to really follow less hefas crew and really stay up to date with like all of the events that we're throwing you know from panels to workshops to just like networking events like let's just hang out and drink and let's share ideas yeah let's share what we're working on i think we just want to keep creating spaces that really um just there for our mujeres in our community. So please stay up to date with that. I love, love that it, so love much. It, love it. Uh, and you guys can follow Patty. Um, well, it's hijadetumadre.com. And same with your Instagram. Yes. And then your really funny personal, personal Instagram yeah. is. Oh my God. You're going to expose like my foolish ways. Uh, party skinny where I act a damn fool. And it's Paul. <laughs> She's hilarious. I love invite. I love her stuff. Um, She's amazing. Patty, thank you so much for joining us. This was thank super you. fun. And considering that you are, you know, being very limited and saying no to a lot of things. Thank you for yes. saying yes to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always. We're huge. We're huge fans of yes. everything you do and we got yes, your back. Yes. 
Yes, for sure. Thank you so much, ladies. Love this. Yes. Bye. 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 Patty is so Patty. dope. Patty. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so. Make hip moves. Make- I love that. That's like the dopest hashtag. I agree. I think it's awesome. And I think it's also kind of like something that's been ingrained in uh, like mm-hmm. us culturally. Mm-hmm. Like whether you have the label of CEO, whether you have the label of boss. Like yeah. I think like culturally we know so many women who have been like the ultimate OG hefas who have been like taking like control of the situation who have been yeah. like dominating and figuring things out. Right. I see it too. It's like, it's I, it, uh, that idea of sharing all these things that have been passed on from our mothers too and our abuelas, like making it work, being the jefas of the house in a lot of ways, you know, not just in this like machismo kind of idea that a lot of people have grown up with, but this really like embracing whatever they could, yeah. you know, I feel like that's, you know, that's Patty and I love that. I love what she's all about. I love what she's doing. I love what she's creating. And, and it's, and it's also a reminder to support, you know, support these businesses sometimes it feels like oh you know I'm gonna go get a t-shirt at forever 21 and it's gonna be less than a t-shirt that I can order but these are people that are really about it you know and it's not easy to grow a business from nothing it's not easy to put out all the all these products on a constant basis it takes if it takes work for us to do this podcast oh man yeah imagine like it's like on another level so really you know we can be about it by also giving back to these businesses that are about what we want them to be you know what we believe in yes and I think you know the other element that I love that she's about and that you know we could continue to harp on episode after episode is the idea that like she's not in competition with other Latinas who are doing their like their own thing with their doing their own business or doing something that's like culturally relevant and very culturally specific and you know what you see with her with Julissa with Brittany and like with them with the Las Jefas crew and how they really have created this resource and are Mm -hmm. giving back to their community Mm -hmm. and want to see other women of color entrepreneurs and just in general women of color like succeed and have their voices amplified and taking over like there's just that's just something that's special and I think like when you operate from that space of like generosity like it all comes back yeah like there's space for all of us yes and and it's that's what they created it there's space for all of them and if one of them does something it only amplifies the other's message Mm -hmm. and the other's brand so Man, they're they're all winning. She's winning. And at she's life. so funny. And she's literally, you have to follow her follow on her, her on social Instagram. media. Oh my gosh. This girl comes up with and then she's also dropping gems all the time. Yeah. About business, about branding, about marketing. Like I'm literally like screenshotting everything she posts Yo, about like real. marketing. I'm like, oh hold up. I we actually just it. both like I screenshotted something and I didn't send it to yet yeah. and like the next day right. she sent me something from like Patty's <laughs> story. So thanks, Patty. I know. <laughs> right it's resourceful that's for damn sure super resourceful right so definitely make sure you follow her on on all of her socials and we just want to thank you guys for you know hanging with us we know that our episodes have not been coming out as quickly as we want them to you know life has been getting hard the hustle continues yeah. well, we are you know going We're to committed. show up and be here yes. and make it happen and we appreciate all of you who send us reviews send us messages you know come to our events there's more to come we are like you know gonna have our own merch very soon oh my gosh. let's say like summer drop mm-hmm. whoop, whoop. so that'll be really dope um and you know you can check out our way our website weightholdsup.com 
And if you haven't already, subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram at Wait Holds Up Pod. We uh, are dropping a lot of surprises also for or a big surprise for Patty's episode because she's uh, giving us some of her swag. You have swag for a listener. Yeah. So make sure that you go check out our Instagram. We'll be posting all the details in the next few days. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. We love you so much. We love you. Bye. Until next time. Bye.